Frederick Sumner, a farmer living outside of Arkham, Massachusetts, had no reason to suspect that Monday, September 24th, 1923, would be any different than his usual routine. It was a warm, sunny fall day, and after doing his morning chores, he decided to take a walk and enjoy the weather. Around noon, he crested Meadow Hill, a historic scenic spot noted for being the site of the first slaughterhouse in the region. Slaughterhouse had long since been destroyed, but part of its foundations can still be seen poking through the ground. As Frederick surveyed the land from the top of the hill, he noticed something very unusual in the field beyond the hill. The bodies of two men, covered in blood and dirt. A good Christian, Frederick ran down the hill to render aid, and was relieved to find both of the men still alive but unconscious. He treated their strange wounds as best he could, and ran back to get help. Who were these men? What happened to them? Would it happen again? Welcome to Arkham Cold Cases. Hi, I'm Scott Daniels, an amateur criminal investigator and historian. I've long been fascinated with my hometown of Arkham. For most people, it's a sleepy town north of Salem and home of Miskatonic University, my alumnus. But it's impossible to grow up here without hearing stories about the dark history of Arkham. Stories of murder, disappearances, and worse. I've decided to start a podcast exploring these little-known stories and trying to figure out what really happened back then. I found out that there was a huge spike of crime in the 1920s and 30s in and around Arkham. Of course, this was a turbulent period all throughout America, but something about these cases is different. I can't put my finger on it, but hopefully through this podcast, we can uncover the truth. And speaking of the truth, if you want to support Arkham Cold Cases, sign up for Smarty Stream, a new educational video streaming service with coupon code ARKHAMSECRETS for 10% off your first month. Our first case is an unsolved assault case I found in the Arkham Police Department archives. Our guest, David D. Hiller, an independent local historian, can explain more about it. Hi, David. Hey, Scott. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Uh, I'm real interested to find out more about this case. Um, we I, we can get into the, the, the undisputed facts, but this case, the first thing we should know is this case has never been solved. There's never been an arrest uh, no, or, no, there's there's a lot of, uh, there have been, as with any goings-on in Arkham, going back to as far as written record and oral tradition goes, there are always arguments about these undisputed cases. But no, this is uh, one of the small ones that is lost through the cracks of the official channels. Just Oh. So, um, yeah, let's start with the basics, I guess. Um, who were these two men, the two victims? Well, the uh, the two victims, uh, one was a, uh, a Randolph Carter, who is, the life of this gentleman is, is uh, too much to get into at the moment, but let's, let's stick with the contemporaneous time of this particular case. He was uh, a writer of some sort, like a, a, a local, uh, not exactly celebrity, but someone who was known in the area, you know, family history, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, had uh, I think recently been uh, been published in some pulp publication or other, uh, and he had uh, probably uh, I don't know uh, it's it's 
whether mm-hmm. or not his his fictional uh, aspirations had anything to do with the kinds of statements that he would give in uh, in particular uh, uh, criminal cases that he might be adjacent to, of which there is more than one. Uh, he's he's a known figure. Let's say he's he's very well known. Yes, um, I did some research on my own and did find one of his publications, um, which is a, a short story called The Addict Window, and it appeared in the January 20, 1922 issue of Whispers. Now, I've been unable to find a copy of the magazine, so I don't know what the story is about. Uh, but yeah, he has at least one formally published uh, uh, article in his or story in his bibliography. Yes, as far as I've ever been able to find, uh, mostly just a, a fiction writer, uh, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even then, as you said, the the magazines uh, or or other periodicals, if he was published in them, even the ones that he seemingly has been confirmed to publish in, cannot be dug up, uh, and mm-hmm. and we are all about old library materials around here, so. Uh, yeah, my research into Randolph Carter's uh, writing um, w- left me with many sleepless nights. But uh, if you have trouble sleeping, perhaps you should get a Silver Slumber mattress uh, delivered directly to your uh, doorstep. Use coupon code STEPS to get a 10% discount uh, off your uh, mattress. Anyway, um, but there were two there were, there were two victims. Uh, who is the other uh, victim in this case? Uh, the other victim, who, who seems to have been the one more... Uh, more uh, roughly treated in the ordeal mm-hmm. is uh, uh, Joel Manton, who is a uh, a local uh, high school principal who uh, has, uh, a, uh, as far as record shows, a, a long-term friendship with Carter, which is actually somewhat strange considering how some of Carter's other uh, friendships seem to have gone. But that's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these two characters, let's say, uh, not to judge unfairly, but uh, the Carter specifically and Manton less so, but we've all known high school principals. Uh, the, these two characters had, by their reporting, been staying in a, a cemetery nearby where, uh, where Sumner found them for the entirety of the evening, apparently, according to... The, the victims of the assault, in their own words, were talking in the cemetery all night. Uh, and that is the beginning of their tale. Yes. Um, they were... So the, the field, just to give you a sense of the geography, the, the field beyond uh, Meadow Hill uh, is over a mile away from the uh, the cemetery, or as they would call it back then, the old burying ground. Hmm. Um, so uh, that's the first, like, if they were in the cemetery, how did they get over a mile away? And uh, if it was at, even at night, what did no one see them? Did no one hear them? Um, we just don't know at this point. Well, the uh, the ability to really see what's going on at night in this in this part of Arkham would be likely very difficult but at the mm. same time the amount of of commotion that would have been kicked up by the the sort of injuries that the 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 medical reports indicate that's it seems somewhat strange that nobody nearby uh even the whether it be the the people who live near the burying ground which is not completely removed from the town 
there there are streets and homes nearby enough that one would think uh it, it one would one should find it suspicious that nobody either uh saw these gentlemen move on or heard the assault uh at all or like, you know. if if they were they were found unconscious mm. right so did someone carry them there um and if so what who were these people exactly. um yeah in order to in order to move these two full grown men uh most of a mile uh one would of course have to expect it was likely either uh someone very strong which Seems somewhat silly, or more likely, multiple people, or perhaps uh, back in, in back in 1923. Um, certainly, out in this area, there would be uh, how would how how would you say uh, farm animals, uh, horses, carts. Um, we just don't know. Um, but uh, we haven't even gotten to the part of the case that really terror just gave me full body chills. When I read the description in the police report and uh, which had some of the hospital records, which is the nature of these injuries. Yeah, most of the information that we have about this case, of course, comes from the the hospital records. The police records seem to largely just be either cribbing from the, the notes that the doctors took at the time or trying to compress uh, Carter's well-known loquaciousness into something that is, you know, readable and usable by the local authorities. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, Manton suffered what, w- suffered what was described as uh, two malignant wounds in the chest and uh, some less severe cuts or gouging on the back. Wow, that's terrifying. That's... And, uh, Carter yeah. Carter was described as having less serious wounds, but covered with uh, with welts that were uh, quote similar to uh, the print of a split hoof. Uh, the doctor said that uh, they were likely victims of a a vicious bull, uh, though the animal would be difficult to account for. Now, this obviously somewhat ridiculous. Uh, a, a large bull trampling through the notoriously damp Arkham countryside would leave noticeable tracks. So I feel it very simple to dismiss that out of hand. Yep, Frederick Sumner was a farmer. That was his profession. He would be an expert. Just, just if you took him out in the field, he would instantly know if a bull had been there the previous night. He could just tell. Yeah, the uh, the idea that that either a bull of Sumner's had escaped and this was not commented on is mm-hmm. utterly ridiculous. Not even that. He also probably knew all the bulls in the area, not just his own. Uh, we don't have an inventory of the bulls. Um, we have not located those, but he would obviously know his own bulls, but also those of his neighbors. He would farmers routinely had to go and help their neighbors with uh, various agricultural problems. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There, so, there have been no uh, no uh, bovine inventory documents of the era. Uh, w- note anything uh, within the sphere of. It was of more of an oral tradition. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, but the he he would undoubtedly if he knew if a bull was loose, he would already have known about it, and he would have uh, probably 
given this information to the police. Undoubtedly given this information oh, to the police. Most likely this is uh, one of the doctors uh, just waving away and assuming mm-hmm. things about the, the local rural life that they know nothing about. Uh, of course. Uh, doc- doctors, mm-hmm. especially at this hospital, have a tendency to uh, be disconnected from their, their local community I- in the era. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, much of what I would like to talk about connects to uh this the the local hospital medical school and uh, and the uh the goings on of the uh, the that profession in particular i think shed a lot of light on this case and its uh, its unique strangeness wow yeah that sounds um now the only other information we have that sort of un- that that is known is i did look up arkham cemetery um the one near Meadow Hill, which are were still available on local maps. You can still find these places. They're still known. Mm. They're not lost. Um, but uh, the cemetery in this era was known for a string of grave robbing incidents. Mm. Yes, uh, precisely. Mm-hmm. It was known to the police. It was known to the community um, and certainly raises a lot of questions. Yes, and that the fact yeah. that that has never been connected with this case, it seems like none of these questions were raised, I believe heightens the suspiciousness of this seemingly singular event. Mm-hmm. Now, both men survived their injuries. They, they, they were discharged from the hospital, mm. and we'll get into what happened to both men later on in, in future episodes. But um, it was uh, certainly unusual enough of an incident that a police report was created and investigated at least to some degree. We don't know. We don't have – some of the records were lost um, or are missing, but um, yeah, we just don't know. Well, uh, it's it's interesting that you mention uh, the the sort of discrepancy in records uh, between the early 20th century in Arkham, or really in America generally, and the present day. We we've done a lot of standardization in different professions, uh, mm-hmm. policing being one where a lot of these old records are lost or or not filed correctly because there was not a standard to file them, but. I would like to, to shift to talking a little bit about the medical profession and medical schools in the early 20th century, because I think that this is the hinge that will shed light, will open the door and shed light upon the truth of the so far, of, of the, the thus far unnamed assailants of this crime. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, uh, and, and speaking of medical issues, um, you know, certainly the, both victims had uh, uh, had to deal with scarring and long term effects of your of their injuries. And if you have issues uh, with your skin, perhaps scarring, perhaps something else, uh, Hypatia body lotion is uh, very good. It's full of uh, vitamins and nutrients to help uh, uh, your skin. Uh, use coupon code OUCH uh, to get uh, your first bottle for free uh, with this uh, uh, body lotion uh, subscription service. Oh yeah, I would definitely co-sign on that. By the way, I, that is a product that I have used quite a bit. You get a lot of paper cuts digging through these Arkham archives, and uh, great, great on the fingers, the extremities, excellent stuff. So please continue. What 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 is a uh, because you, you have new evidence. You, you've uncovered some more information that was not previously connected to this. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say the evidence is new, but paying attention to it, drawing mm-hmm. these connections is something that, uh, that you need a particular kind of discernment in order to run down. 
And uh, I, I would like to ask you, I think, first off, one of the important questions historically is, have you ever heard of the Flexner Report? No, I have not. Now, this was a report that came out in 1910 that was hugely influential in restructuring medical schools in America. Now, mm-hmm. in the early 20th century, there were over 150 medical schools in the United States. And uh, after this report, in the fallout of, of this examination of what a lot of these were like, a lot of these private places, a lot of the various alternative medicine setups and, and what have you, uh, more than half of them were cut by the uh, b- between the, the, the 1910s and the, the ni- uh, mid-1930s. Uh, so right around this era, a lot of the uh, medical schools that had existed to just sort of churn out what we would probably not even recognize today as doctors are closing mm-hmm. down. Uh, only only uh, very thoroughly vetted institutions and state schools and things like that. Uh, the, the only way to maintain a medical school was to be attached to a respectable college. So obviously Miskatonic's Medical School, which continues to this day, thoroughly excellent reputation uh, in mm-hmm. the present. But like any medical school of its era especially going back, uh, one that goes back into the 1800s, like our local Miskatonic, has, let's say, before the Flexner Report and the, uh, the standardization of this uh, profession, has a checkered history in regard to cemeteries, corpse exhumations, and, uh, and what they would refer to the anatomizing of, uh, of dead bodies. Wow. Um, so you're, are you connecting this with, uh, say, the infamous acts of the resurrectionists in uh, Victorian England, the uh, grave robbers who would, yeah, it, who would it, sell? It certainly, it certainly is connected. Now, the laws that have to do with the, the control of uh, who gets corpses to study mm-hmm. uh, between both the, the, the UK, the British Isles, and, uh, and America in the, uh, the late 1800s into the the early 1900s, a lot of this became much more uh, standardized and, and uh, the laws became much clearer. There's a lot of fascinating history worth getting into about whose bodies got to be examined legally, which kept the number low. Usually things like criminals uh, or people who died in duels later on. There were certain laws that were adjusted in uh, Massachusetts that meant if you died from a duel, you would uh, your, your body would uh, either... I love this, would either be buried without a casket and staked uh, as a sign of intense sort of uh, dishonor and shame, or you would be given to surgeons to use as a medical uh, uh, anatomical practice. Wow. That's that's quite intense. Uh, Was it connected to any superstitions or was it – well, I mean it sounds like it was connected to, you know, uh, myths of the the vampire, but that's ridiculous. I mean maybe they believed it back then or or do you think that was just propaganda? Less less so in modern times. Uh, A lot of these laws are are more about uh, attempting to limit – the uh, the fairly <laughs> popular sport of dueling uh, in uh, a way to make the outcome more obviously publicly shameful uh, because oh. either being buried in that fashion or ending up as meat on an anatomist table were both uh, seen as very dishonorable and sort of rubbing further uh, dirt in the face of uh, of the person who lost. But this mm. is not the important part. This is okay. this is merely the background. Oh uh, wow! So so we have. Through the 19th and into the 20th century, we have the, the laws that uh, that res- further restrict uh, how you can legally get 
corpses, uh, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. obviously, is, uh, so there are there are as I said before. Uh, the in the early 1900s there were 160 in in the u.s 160 medical schools uh and all of those are going to have packs of students that are going to need practice in their surgeries so mm-hmm. uh we have these laws restricting there there aren't that many people executed by the state even in uh you know the 1800s and and or even yeah even in the 1800s uh on up to today like america will execute people but it's not exactly like we're churning people through a meat grinder over here so mm-hmm. The only other opportunity is, of course, like you, as as you alluded to, the the sort of famed uh, uh, resurrectionists, uh, the people going out and and uh, and getting those bodies. Now, this creates all sorts of strange habits and uh, and societies. I would say, uh, if you the the connection that I would draw here is we have these traditions building. Right, where these mm-hmm. there's so many of these medical schools, and they uh, they rely for they they have a history, they have a uh, a solidly built uh, history going back in some all the way to you know early 1800s of uh, the building this respected profession of uh, of being close with one another and of mm-hmm. working with uh, sometimes these shady folks to acquire these dead bodies in order to get their professional credentials to become the doctors that they're trying to be. Now, in the early 1900s, in this period, all of that shifts drastically. Because of this Flexner report, all these schools closing, all of this the all of these institutions being consolidated. Now, that's going to stop that's going to cause the the grave robbing itself to go down precipitously. But that's not going to affect at all the traditions that are built up within the kinds of uh, medical fraternities, within the societies, the, the, the social institutions. Those are kept on by oral tradition, laws be damned. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, uh, my research and the, uh, the interviews that I have uh, done off the record, uh, unfortunately, uh, can't name names. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the the interviews that I have done have have tended to uh, show why the uh, the doctor's report that we're seeing seems so quick to blame this on a bull of all things. Wow! So you think the doctor was in on it? Oh, absolutely! Wow, that's a lot. That's uh, we we. Uh, do not have the name of the doctor at least right now. I'll have to. Uh, it just says it's it, well. It's 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 an illegible name. Yeah. Uh, you know the jokes about doctors writing being what they were. It's just something we'll have to analyze that for future episodes to find out. And again, exactly- this is this is uh, within this early period of standardization. So this this doctor likely would have been credentialed in this sort of earlier era where there was uh, the mm. we're in an overlap time here where there's less of the uh, the professionalization and standardization that we would recognize in the modern medical profession that we right. have from the from the the sort of 30s and 40s up to today a lot of what we think of as doctoring very recent very recent so you think that the two that that Carter uh, and uh, Manton saw something in the cemetery that they weren't supposed to or it's, or what well, why 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 do you think they they so they so there's a reason why the doctors are in mm. the cemetery to 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 keep up these traditions mm. of grave robbing 
and ritual, perhaps? uh, Look at the time of year of this crime. When did Mm -hmm. this crime take place? September 23rd, Sunday, which is a Sunday night. We have September, and of course, we we being uh, local Arkhamites, September is, of course, the beginning of the school year. Oh, yes, it is. So, what we have here, I believe, and I believe that the doctor's very clear nonsense and and, uh, chicanery in, in attempting to wave away the strangeness of this crime, I believe that these two men accidentally through their loquacious, uh, unending discourse keeping them in this cemetery area, I believe that they just happened to be in the area where the the doctor's fraternity initiations would be taking place. I mean, who would be in this cemetery on a Sunday night and this this time of year, the chill setting in? Uh, uh, no, I, I, I think that, uh, ba- and of course, based on the, the, uh, the off the record, unfortunately, mm-hmm. off the record, uh, discussions that I've had, these medical fraternities and their initiation processes are inextricably tied in some ways to this day to those old grave robbing practices. Wow. And speaking of areas, uh, if you're looking for the perfect home, even historic fixer-uppers with, uh, let's say, broken attic windows uh, or, or sort of slightly damaged attic windows, uh, use uh, Zalgo Realtors uh, in order to find your perfect dream home. Uh, use cu- coupon code DREAMHOUSE uh, in order to get uh, 5% off your uh, uh, listing um, well, not 5% off. Uh, what, what does it say here? Uh, I'm sorry. Well, you'll get some kind of discount. Uh, I haven't read the details of this, but it, it, it's a very good service. I assure you, I'm sorry. Uh, but, uh, and again, all of these, uh, discount codes are, uh, help to co support Arkham cold cat, uh, cases. And, uh, but, um, so the, the medical fraternity is there. Um, why do you think Carter and Manton were there? Do you, do you, do you believe that they were just simply talking so much they would wait until they couldn't see each other? Honestly, I, uh, that is the part of this strange case that I find the easiest time believing. Really? Uh, If you, if, if we, if you have me back on later, we can talk about, uh, some of Carter's other, uh, exploits and and notorieties in the community Mm -hmm. that, that make me think it is very likely that he could talk, uh, and so I, I find this to be, in fact, something of a red herring. Being th- These may be two characters who are in and of themselves suspicious, but I do not think that their presence there is anything other than an accident of them uh, being caught up in a, a, whatever sorts of grim conversations that, uh, that uh, fiction-obsessed people would talk about in a graveyard at night in the, uh, the end of September. I, I find that fairly convincing. Um, it should be noted, of course, this is 1923. This is before television, of course. Um, radio was still uh, not available in all areas and at all times. Um, and uh, people had uh, different standards for entertainment. Uh, uh, and so uh, perhaps people without so much stimulus available at home had to uh, simply go to outside into more unusual places in order to be sufficiently stimulated. So yes, that I, I could see that. I think, I think a lot of people who think talking until it was very cold at night in a cemetery is mind boggling. But again, 
1923 is a very different time. And I, I think we have here too, sort of, uh, you know, unique local characters. Uh, mm-hmm. being uh, the the fact that they happen to end up in this strange situation is just that that combination and uh, and obviously the uh, the people who are going to be making use of this cemetery the the mm-hmm. medical fraternity and their initiation practices which are uh, unfortunately not anything that I can describe here I, I uh, uh, whilst I have have had many unfortunately off the record uh, conversations with people who have seen some of their materials directly. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I have not been able to get my hands on those myself yet. Of course, you have me on the future. I may be able to dig up more. We can see where this goes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but for now, I would say mm-hmm. that, that the, these two men, just through their, their sort of odd camaraderie and their, their, their little strange habits, ended up in what was supposed to be an empty cemetery. Yeah, and so um, so this is a very, very vivid picture you've painted for me mm-hmm. of these, these two... Um, very intellectual men. Um, both uh, uh, Manton, by the way, was uh, born and uh, raised in Boston uh, and had a very good education. Um, he was known for being sort of a skeptic. And uh, while Randolph Carter um, was a fiction writer, so one would imagine he would be more open to to fantasy and or to mm, well certainly, to certainly. to to possibilities, less of a skeptic. Um, so they're obviously having some sort of debate. And then uh, these are. Do you think the, the the people the these this medical fraternity these people would they have been in costumes oh, robes? Certainly, certainly. Okay. Uh, this actually goes a long way to explaining the strange nature of the injury because of course, oh, okay. without raising suspicion, the doctor who wrote up their report couldn't lie about what the physical state of these two men was. That would mm-hmm. raise the the bull red herring. Uh, being easily dismissible, the state of the injuries is still we have no reason to doubt the accuracy of from the reporting. Like he, these reports would have been read by you know other people, by you know nurses, assistants, what have you. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, I think that the what they would have brought, what these characters would have brought with them, what these uh, these uh, medical fraternity initiates. I think ties to another interesting uh, facet of uh, of Arkham and, and specifically Miskatonic U history. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that, that Miskatonic has never had uh, for for any of the the sports extracurriculars, whatever, they've never had a, a singular mascot for anything. There've been a bunch of different uh, you know attempts. You got your you got your, your sort of marine life. You got your goats. Mm-hmm. You got all all sorts of stuff. Uh, through the history, it's it's become you know sort of a joke of a, 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 a of the uh, the mascot being almost just a shifting amalgam of uh, of all sorts of different things, uh, a chimera mm-hmm. of some kind, and uh, and so I think that uh, based on the the, re- the the interviews that I've had and and my own sort of personal musings and and uh, my experience at Arkham. Uh, Excellent, uh, excellent certificate programs they have there. Uh, also, you can uh, check out various uh, online courses and stuff. Excellent, excellent stuff, even to this mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I believe that uh, they tend to be. The, uh, if you look at, uh, if you if you think about the the hoof print they're describing, it couldn't. It, it doesn't necessarily have to have been uh, a bull. Again, clearly, uh, just trying to, to wave away. I don't, I don't even know, uh, so far as I can tell, any of the, the nearby farmers are raising cattle. So I feel like this doctor made just slip up with the, the attempt at, at misdirection here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe we have uh, goat features uh, coming from, from one of the, uh, the I, 
I've been able to run down the specifics of this era, like what the uh, the 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 goat mascot that that would have been used for some things at the time, unfortunately. But I think definitely the uh, the medical fraternity, in all likelihood, is taking the 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 ceremonial dress and the artifacts from this sort of goat mascot tradition, right? And oh so, wow! Mm-hmm. Uh, e- even if they, uh, which which of course I I, I wonder. If especially the injuries on uh, uh, Manton were meant to be as serious as they were, I think there is an argument to be made that these these sort of you know playful rituals and strange things that uh, these fraternities get up to, grim though they may be, and attached with a history of cemetery and grave robbery, I don't know if they weren't perhaps surprised by uh, Carter and Manton and lashing out with uh, say their little whatever sort of goat idol head thing. Uh, could have easily, if the horns had been sharper than the person holding them presumed, could have easily caused uh, these more serious wounds as they were trying to scare away these two men. Wow, that's that's. Oh, I'm getting body chills just thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, being, I mean, imagine being in the cemetery at night, talking to your friend, and then from out of the darkness, um, you you are attacked, and you you can't even describe it. Uh, essentially, it's happening so fast to you yeah. uh, of the of the, the the hooves and the horns, yeah, the, and the mind can't even put a name to what's happening. There's just mm-hmm. a, a rush of uh, of attack from from dark darkened figures and what have you. Yeah, it would it would certainly be terrifying. Just imagine the simple assault case reveals a much much larger and darker history to. Arkham, uh, the you know the sleepy bed and breakfast town that we 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 know and love, uh, uh, has some secrets. It sounds like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I believe that the it, now the the problem, of course, comes from the fact that like these things hidden between you have to be able to look between different documents, different histories, uh, mm-hmm. things like that, and and part of that, especially with the age of the Arkham community, uh, going going you know far back into colonial days. Uh, so much of this gets gets muddled with with your superstitions and and uh, the the sort of oral tradition, all of that kind of stuff. Not to mention side by side with these actually existing, you know, sort of pseudo conspiratorial fraternities and things. Uh, so I can easily see why a lot of the 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 mystery and the 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 grim vibe that our, our hometown gets. I don't want to say it's deserved because I it's it's a lovely place, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I do see where that tone comes from that can make something this simple uh, develop an air of of uh, mystery and and uh, and darkness. Wow. Well, we have uh, a lot more to explore in this case, obviously. Mm. Um, and uh, but I think. Um, uh, I've worked up quite an appetite just hearing about all this new information. And um, I know uh, uh, if you're looking for a good meal that you don't want to have to, that you want to cook, but you don't want to have to go to all the work to get all the ingredients yourself and find a recipe, um, you can use Chef Pickman's meal kit. Use coupon code NAW in order to get uh, your first meal kit free uh, as part of a subscription. Uh, and, uh, use the link in our show notes, obviously for the affiliate. Um, so, uh, I think that's, we'll have to end this episode here, but we will, uh, continue. We are not done with this case, this, some would say unnameable attacker, uh, but we'll, (laughs) I like that. That's good. Yeah. 
but uh, in our next episode, we have another. We, of course, David, thank you so much for being on here. We'll have you uh, well, I think come it's on. A great project. I yeah. think you're going to get a lot of good stuff aired out mm-hmm. from our, our sort of uh, dirty laundry, our, our cluttered attic here in Arkham his, uh, of Arkham history. But you should definitely listen to our next episode, uh, David. We have a guest lined up who's who has evidence, uh, thinking that that actually. Uh, Mr. Carter and Manton were involved in a uh, goat smuggling for booze operation. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, it, w- it was a botched transaction. This is what my guest is theorizing. My next guest is theorizing. So we'll. So you have to stay tuned uh, to hear that. Uh, but um, you know, this will have to. This may take an entire season just to. Re- un- and there's so many other crimes, but um, I'm, I'm getting very excited about this uh, <laughs> podcast. So uh, thank you so much and of course if you have any information about this case um or any of the other cold cases of arkham that is something from no later than 1937 um uh please uh let us know and thank you so much and uh stay safe out there <laughs>